Stocks under pressure this morning as inflation comes in too hot. Sam Stovall joins us from CFRA, the chief investment strategist, to walk us through his framework. Uh, Sam, good to have you back as always. Hey, good to talk to you again, Oliver. Thank you. Uh, this morning's number, is this going to be a problem? Oh, I think certainly in the uh, short term is going to be a problem, and it confirms uh, our decision that the Fed will likely continue to raise rates at least through the end of the second quarter. Um, earlier on, we thought that they might stop with the March FOMC meeting, but now our belief is that we will have three more 25 basis point hikes between now and the middle of the year. And based on the most recent um, economic data in terms of retail sales, uh, industrial production, uh, also looking at these three inflation indicators, uh, there's probably a, an increasing likelihood that the next hike could be 50 basis points. So if we are going 50, what does that mean for valuation, Sam? Are we going to take another big hit here to the price we're paying for stocks? Well, I, I think that we are going to see uh, more downside as a result of the uh, increased concerns. I mean, there are some things that are making me feel a little bit better. Through last night, uh, we still have 43% of the 150 sub-industries in the S&P 1500 that are trading above both their 10-week and 40-week moving averages. Uh, we also have some of the more cyclical sectors that are doing pretty well also uh, in terms of consumer discretionary, financials, industrials, and tech also trading above their 10 and 50-week moving averages. Uh, of course, that could be changing as time goes on, but the markets in terms of breadth have held up better than I would have expected. So uh, I think we are going through a digestion of the nearly 9% uh, advance we saw in January, uh, reassessing the uh, when the Fed will stop raising rates uh, and what kind of an impact it'll have on the economy. Does this uh, follow the same playbook as 2022? Is it at least uh, well articulated for us from last year's stock market action? What to expect this time around? The same sectors, the same companies, the same style of response? Well, usually when the market goes down, uh, it's the sectors that offer the uh, more static products and services. So I like to say when the going gets tough, the tough go eating, smoking, and drinking. And if they overdo it, they have to go to the doctor. So staples, healthcare, utilities uh, were the better performers last year. Uh, we saw a rotation from first to worst, meaning going out of the defensives into those groups that were beaten up the most uh, in 2022. That's what investors gravitated toward in January. Now we're giving up some of those gains uh, in those highly cyclical groups. Um, and so I think it's going to be a backing and filling and possibly a retest of the October 12th low. So thinking about uh, those sectors, uh, and that's uh, somewhat of a uh, grim uh, <laughs> kind of uh, uh, mnemonic tool you're using, but uh, it seems pretty accurate. Uh, the staples, the healthcare companies, are these also those that are uh, offering the most stable cash flows? Is that kind of at the end of the day what uh, investors start to prioritize uh, over the growth if uh, we do get some choppy waters again? Yeah, if we get choppy waters again, it's really 
price stability, uh, lower uh, beta, uh, looking for better cash flow. So you go also from uh, low quality, which is what typically does well in the beginning of a uh, new bull market move, or at least in a bear market rally. Uh, and then if that tends to fizzle, inv investors uh, get cold feet, if you will, and jump back into the more stable sectors, higher quality stocks, uh, more blue chips oriented, et cetera. So, you know, moving from cyclical back to defensive. Sam, what was your takeaway from uh, this earnings season? I know you keep very close tabs on profits and expectations. Well, as of December 30th, essentially, uh it seems as if all sectors were expected to, uh, or I should say, uh, the fourth quarter of 2022 combined with the first two quarters of this year, 2023, are expected to show year-on-year -year declines, and they have only gotten deeper as we have moved into the fourth quarter reporting period. So down about 3.5% in Q4 of last year, and then expected to be down more than 5% each in the first two quarters of, ne of 2023. So we're in the midst of an earnings recession, and historically, earnings recessions have been coincident with economic recessions. So add to that um, the year-on-year -year percent change in leading economic indicators, which is negative, the steeply inverted yield curve not seen since uh, the early 1980s, combined with the elevated level of inflation readings, and those historically have always said that we end up with both a bear market with a recession. Okay. Bear market and recession. Uh, these things uh, oftentimes overlap. Uh, uh, we don't always have to have a recession with the bear market, but when we do have a recession, we get a bear market. So we got a bear market last year. Some would argue by the old definition, we got the recession. But then we got this uh, nice almost five month long rally now happening. What happens if that turns into a fresh leg? of a bear market, because some have argued that last four months has been a bull market by breadth standards, by a number of companies making new highs, not the traditional 20% metrics, but we did away with the old recession definitions, so maybe we did away with the old uh, bear and bull market uh, definitions. What do you think it will tell us, Sam, if we do make another clear 20% drop from here? Well, first off, the uh, the old definition, uh, really it's more of a rule of thumb, two consecutive quarters of GDP decline. That was a rule of thumb uh, generated by Arthur Okun, who was an economic advisor to Presidents Kennedy and Johnson in the early and mid-60s. Uh, but it's really the NBER, National Bureau of Economic Research, their business cycle dating committee, that is the final arbiter of a recession. Yes, we were in a bear market because we declined by 20% or more on a closing basis. That's our definition. And even if we had risen by 20%, we would not have called it a new bull market because they need to stay in existence for at least six months, in our opinion, and not end up undercutting the prior low uh, within that six-month period. I say that because if you look back to 2008 and 09, the market peak was November 20th. We then ended up rising by 25% uh, through January 6th of 2009, only to turn around again and hit a, a an ultimate low on March 9th of 2009. So this time around, you know, we could end up retesting, and I guess the the hope is that uh, it does not eclipse the October 12th low. But that's what 
the bull markets have to do. They have to retest uh, the conviction that the low was already set. And so we really won't know until that is over. All right. Uh, fun time. Seems like uh, we uh, very much have uh, some potential uh, pressure coming back down onto both the stock market uh, and the economy. Uh, and a uh, message uh, well received, though, about uh, what happens when the going gets rough and the pressure hits. Staples, smokes, vice, and in the hospital. <laughs> and uh, wish I couldn't relate so well, Sam. Uh, you look fine there, Oliver. Keep it up. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Sam Stovall, Chief Investment Strategist at CFRA. A little bit of a cautious message here about uh, what could be coming.